0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Church Public Big News today. Late Monday night, a draft decision was leaked to the press and reported by Politico, a leftist media outlet. This decision concerns the Supreme Court case of Mississippi versus Dobbs regarding 15-week abortion ban legislation passed in 2018, but the thing that was leaked was a draft decision written by Justice Samuel Alito with the effect of removing the precedent of Roe v. Wade and subsequent cases like Planned Parenthood versus Casey. Does this mean it is settled? No, hardly. But is this decision or draft decision real? It probably is, because the leftist-leaning Politico organization probably wouldn't have published it if it wasn't real. So why did this come out now and not in an actual decision in several weeks? One word, intimidation. This leak, most certainly by some leftist law clerk risking reputation and probably employment to let everyone know this decision is forthcoming about Roe v. Wade, they decided they need to intimidate the five justices that have signed on to this decision with every means necessary. And I mean every means necessary to avoid the actual decision that would be or could be forthcoming. Let's get to some details. Let's pray for peace and especially protection for the justices. And of course, for the innocent baby lives that could be saved by this legislation. I'm Matt Odegaard and this is Church Public. Welcome back to Church Public. I'm Matt Odegaard. I'm your host today here at this channel, and I really appreciate you taking the time to listen and to watch. If you haven't already, please subscribe, like it, uh, do a review. If you want to give it a five-star on Apple, that's fantastic. I really appreciate that. That helps And if you could, if this is helpful to you, I would love if you share it with one person so that we can get this message out. It's not about me. This is about what the gospel needs to do, what Jesus is doing in this world. How do we follow him and how do we live as a Christian in this more and more crazy and insane world? I want to help you. I want to help other people. I want people to be able to follow Jesus throughout all phases of their life, not just at home, not just at church, but at work, at school, at the grocery store, everywhere you go, you should be following Jesus. How do we do that? Especially in these crazy, crazy times. I want to try and help you in whatever way I can. So to the news of the day, this is a really big story. It's a really big story because Roe v. Wade is a really big issue. And it's a really big issue based on, well, functionally nothing. But there are really two things going on here. And we need to talk about both things because they both have impact on on our everyday life. They really do. Whether you are in this issue or not, this is a big issue and there are really strong feelings on both sides of this issue and what is going on. So there's two issues facing us today. First, the ending of Roe versus Wade. This Roe versus Wade, which we'll talk about in a moment, is functionally a made-up right to privacy not actually found in the Constitution anywhere. Really, go and find it. I'll wait. And the second issue is the leaking of private court deliberations and draft judicial decisions that's a really really big issue and a really big story that i don't know but you might not hear on many of the news channels maybe some of the more conservative channels will spend some time on that but we need to we need to talk about why is it a big deal that these court documents are leaked they're just documents they're going to come out anyway right does it matter it does it really matters and we're going to talk about that in a second but before we get there i want to get to the cases, the cases themselves, and what precedent we're talking about and why this makes a difference. And for those that need a quick refresher, I want to get through a little bit of this. And then we'll get to the leak, which is a really big, big issue. And we'll see why in just a moment. So first, Roe. Roe versus Wade was a 1973 decision to protect the right of abortion federally and not let states decide what is best. As you know, we're in a federal system, which means that the states are supposed to decide many of the uh, many of the state, local, and community decisions, but in this case, the federal government, through the Supreme Court case, Roe v. Wade, decided to come in and make a decision that took that state right away and superseded it, went on top of it. So last night, Politico reported, quote, Supreme Court has voted to overturn abortion rights draft opinion shows. That's the headline that they, that they put out. I think it's interesting and 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 funny, rather, because, of course, their view is the Supreme Court has voted to overturn abo- abortion rights. Now, they didn't actually do that. They haven't actually voted, and they haven't actually overturned anything at this point. It was a draft decision, and that's really important to note, and we're going to get to that because this was a leak. It was a leak of a draft decision, but Politico has posted the entire 98-page draft decision, which I haven't read all 98 pages of. I read some of but it's attached to the article on the site, and you can go and search that. You can go and read the whole thing right now if you want to. It's out there. But what's important is what the uh, the justice who wrote this decision said. And we're going to read some of that. I'm going to read some of that to you because I think it's important to understand what this justice said because that helps us understand what we're talking about and what these cases are. We're not going to get too into the weeds of of judicial decisions and how that process works, but we're going to look specifically at this Roe versus Wade issue and... Planned Parenthood versus Casey and Mississippi versus Dobbs, which are the cases that we're talking about. And I said those are in reverse order. You can figure that out. At any rate, Justice Alito writes in this decision, quote, things like this. Roe was egregiously wrong from the start. That's a pretty good, pretty fire quote right there. Then he writes. We hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled. Now again, Roe versus Wade is the 1973 Planned Parenthood versus Casey was done in the 90s that basically continues on the precedent of Roe. Actually, it kind of flips it on its head. I'm not going to get into all that right now. You can go and read about them somewhere else if you want to. It gets a little bit judiciously dry, but, but it's important to note in this issue that Justice Alito said Roe and Casey must be overruled in this judgment, which again is about Mississippi versus Dobbs and the 15-week abortion ban. We'll talk about that in a moment. He went on to say, quote, It's time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives, end quote. That means that this should have been a state issue from the beginning and was until 1973 when Roe was decided and that this once Roe is eliminated, God willing, It goes back to states again, and so that's an important note to say. What you will hear in the news, all over the place, media, celebrities, you're going to hear, this is going to kill people, not the babies, of course, it's going to kill the moms, it's going to kill people uh, that don't have access to, quote-unquote, health care and choice and all these other euphemisms that we've talked about over and over again. It's going to provide or, or, or cause all of these deaths, again, not the babies, the mothers, which it won't, but... That's, that's their claim. It's going to cause all of these deaths and that abortion is going to be illegal everywhere and then there'll be back alley things and all this all this death and destruction. Of course, that's not how it's going to work. There will just be states like California that will probably always have this or at least for the time being. They'll have abortion. And in fact, they've already said they're going to pay for people to go to California. The California taxpayer is going to pay for um, housing and hotels for people to go to California and get abortions. Like, these are things that are happening. I'm not making this up. I'm not making hyperbole. Like, these are actual things that are happening now. Both the state of California and then corporations that have headquarters in the state of California and some that don't don't even have headquarters in the state of California have said they're going to fly people to California to get an abortion. And the state of California has released bills that say, we'll pay for you to live in a hotel while you're here and while you get your free abortion. And then you can go back to whatever state you live in. This is already a thing, and it will just become more of a thing if Roe gets struck down. But more remarks about Roe from Justice Alito. Quote, the 1973 abortion rights ruling was an ill-conceived and deeply flawed decision that invented a right mentioned nowhere in the Constitution, this is his words, and unwisely sought to wrench the contentious issue away from the political branches of government, end quote. That is a great Great quote right there. Um, and, and I think very well summarizes what's going on that this initial decision, Roe versus Wade, is not in the Constitution. Again, this justice, who is a Supreme Court justice of the United States of America, pretty smart guy, says it's not in the Constitution. Many other people have said it's not the, in the Constitution. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the notorious RBG, said it's not really in the Constitution. And on and on and on. Not just people on the right. People on the left have said, "Eh, this kind of was made up and it's kind of a problem. But we're just going to keep it anyway, apparently, until this moment, which is very exciting. But Alito continues. Rose's survey of history ranged from the constitutionally irrelevant to the plainly incorrect. Man, he's so fire. Anyway, he continues. This reasoning is exceptionally weak and the original decision had damaging consequences. He goes on. The inescapable conclusion is that a right to abortion is not deeply rooted in the nation's history and traditions, end quote. Now, the reason he says that is, in the original decision, the idea was that the right to abortion is deeply rooted in America's history and traditions, which, of course, it's not. Can you imagine the founders meeting in a sweaty room in 1776 or 1789 saying, You know, this whole right to abortion is deeply rooted in our history and traditions, and we really need to espouse this in the Constitution as we write it. No, of course not. That's ridiculous, as Alito points out. And anyone with half a sense of understanding knows. But we'll move on. He points out himself, as I just mentioned, liberal icons such as Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Harvard law professor Lawrence Tribe, who are not conservative, also have through their careers, uh, or, or previous careers, took issue with reasoning in Roe and its impact on the political process, he says. Those are all good things. Now, four additional justices have aligned with Alito on this case. Clarence Thomas, Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett. Those um, uh, Those are all predicted. Like, we probably thought they were going to do that. Justice Roberts, we have no idea what he is going to do. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. The political article rightly points out that the overturning of Roe would almost immediately lead to stricter limits on abortion access in, uh, as they say, large swaths of the South and Midwest. This is true. It's very interesting. I was talking to someone about this last night, that there, many of the states have trigger laws that if Roe is, uh, is removed, that these laws will snap into effect, basically immediately making... Abortion, somewhat illegal or totally illegal, depending on the state and the legislation. Immediately. That's, that's a huge win. And it's a huge win for the protection of babies, babies' lives, not murdering babies. That's what we're talking about. All these other euphemisms that the left can throw out and does throw out and tries to make you feel bad for the mothers. Yes, I can feel bad for the mothers, but I don't want to kill babies. It is not the baby's fault that people make bad decisions or any decisions, or that anything happens. It's not the baby's fault. So the baby should not be condemned to death, to murder, because of someone else's decision. This could not be more obvious, but this obviousness is obfuscated. It's, it's made confusing by every means necessary by the left and the leftist death cult. And I'm over it, and we're going to call it out every chance that we get. So I love this. I love where this law is going. Let's continue a little bit more. Um, Politico rightly points out that Any state can, and probably there will be many, that still legally allow abortion. I mentioned California, uh, probably Oregon, Washington, New York, uh, a bunch of ones on the East and and West coasts are going to still allow it. It doesn't eliminate abortion in all states. It just says, now states, you get to do whatever you want to do about this issue. Um, Alito continues. The Constitution, he says, quote, the Constitution does not prohibit the citizens of each state from regulating or prohibiting abortion. Rowan Casey arrogated that different that authority, right? It took that authority from the states and gave it to the federal government. He goes on, quote, we now overrule those decisions and return that authority to the people and to their elected representatives. End quote. Again, Alito just saying, We've looked at the Constitution. This right to abortion doesn't exist in the Constitution, therefore, Whatever your state wants to do, the people and their elected representatives within each state, the implication there, they get to choose whatever they want to do. Alito's words are just straight fire to me. The face of pro-abortion death cult members who are going to wail and gnash their teeth about the need to murder babies is going to be unbelievable over the next several days. Uh, Just watch and see. It's going to be unbelievable how much noise is going to come from the left and the media and the celebrities and everybody who is on this one side that we've heard. It, it, it is going to be an unbelievable racket that comes out of them. And that really is going to get us to our second point in just a moment. A couple more quotes before we get there. Alito points out the quote right to abortion is not found anywhere in the Constitution. And he points out, and this is a, this is a good point, whether or not you agree with me about spirituality about the sanctity of life, about life beginning at conception, about every human life being made in the image of God and therefore having inherent value, whether or not you agree with me on that. Alito rightly points out, quote, one of the central tenets of Roe is this, quote, viability distinction between fetuses not capable of living outside the womb and those who can live outside the womb make no sense, end quote. Now, this is the biological issue that Roe was, very heavily based on that if a baby is too young in the womb, right, the the viability, then it's okay to kill them because they wouldn't survive outside the womb anyway. Roe is really based on a lot of this idea. This idea is flatly ridiculous. Even then it was, but now more so with medical advancements, I mean, the viability age gets lower and lower literally every day. Some of you nurse friends and doctor friends that are listening to this know that to be biologically true. Any Anyone who knows biology or anything knows that's true. And we see that every day. I have some NICU nurse friends. I have some uh, hospital administrator friends that are probably listening that go, oh, yeah, obviously. Y- yeah, obviously. Um, and he rightly points out it makes no sense. This tenet of Roe that says there's a viability distinction that some fetuses can live outside the womb and some can't, and that means that everybody gets the right to abortion, that's just a flawed conclusion, as Alito correctly points out. Now, we do need to get to this second really important issue, and it is a really important issue, mind you. I think the right to life, the right to not be murdered in the womb is, of course, or any time, really, is of course the most important issue. But in terms of democracy and governance, the second issue really needs to be reviewed. Politico rights. this is a, quote, rare breach of Supreme Court secrecy and tradition around deliberations, end quote. But it is much more than that. This is a draft decision. It's not final. It can change, though it probably won't. This is a clear attempt by the left to influence the five justices who have apparently intended to vote to remove the influence of Roe from the federal system. Just watch. The next few days, the next few weeks, these members of the Supreme Court will be subject to all manner of persecution. If you recall the Brett Kavanaugh confirmation hearings, where he was accused of all kinds of immoral actions, like terrible, terrible things. I'm not going to even review them right here because they're that bad. But with no basis, by the way. There was no evidence of any of the things that he was accused of, but it didn't matter publications and news organizations and celebrities and other randos all over the place accused him of all of these things and they just took it as fact. Again, with no basis in reality. He was shouted down. He was screamed at. He was defamed by the media to no end. That will be but a whisper compared to what is coming for these five justices. Just watch and see. I hate to look ahead and see what's coming, but this is going to be a really bad situation. This the reason for this leak, the reason it was leaked by a leftist organization, most probably by a leftist law clerk or something like that, the reason for this whole leak is an attempt to influence these five justices towards giving up their values, towards not upholding the sanctity of life, as it seems that they have pledged to do through this decision. So my my plea for you is please, please, please pray for these justices. They need strength. They need uh, protection during this time. Pray for Justice Alito, Clarence Thomas, Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, Amy Coney Barrett. Pray for them because they really need it during this time. They need to hold strong to their convictions. They need to hold strong to the convictions of what they need to do for the sanctity of life, for the the providence of not murdering babies. They need to make the right decision. It looks like they're planning to make the right decision, but all manner of craziness is about to drop on them and their families, and basically anyone they know, and it's going to be a disaster, and we need to pray for them. Then, it must be said that this leak shows how little the left actually cares for the Constitution, actually cares for the rule of law and for democracy, of which they they cry about constantly and complain about, i.e. January 6th. SCOTUS blog wrote, quote, it's impossible to overstate the earthquake this will cause inside the court in terms of destruction and trust among the justices and staff themselves. This is the gravest, most unforgivable sin, end quote. This is a really big statement for them to make. There is some level of trust that they need to have in each other to make these decisions and to process through these decisions in a democratic way. That trust has been broken, and as this blog points out, perhaps irreconcilably broken. This is about the rule of law. Can we trust each other to rule correctly? Can we trust each other to give the appropriate direction? I quoted the other day the the verse that talks about how we must appoint judges that are just. We must appoint judges that are God-fearing. If we can't trust our judges, if we can't trust those who make moral decisions of right and wrong for us, we have a broken system all the way to the top levels. This is a really, really big problem that cannot be overstated. And, and, well, I'll leave you with this. In a perhaps telling forethought of something like this happening, I think, that's my editorial on it, Alito wrote, quote, our sole authority is to exercise judgment, which is to say, The authority to judge what the law means and how it should apply to the case at hand. He goes on. The court's inability to end debate on the issue should not have been surprising. Again, referring to Roe v. Wade, referring to abortion writ large. He goes on. This court cannot bring about the permanent resolution of a rancorous national controversy. His words. I love it. Continuing simply by dictating a settlement and telling the people to move on. We do not pretend to know how our political system or society will respond to today's decision ruling on Roe and Casey. And even if we could foresee what will happen, we would have no authority to let that knowledge influence our decision. In other words, this court doesn't know, can't know, and shouldn't know what this decision will do. They should and can and must rule on the Constitution, on the rule of law, what I would say on morality. That's what he's talking about. We have to make the right decision because it's the right decision, regardless of what happens outside of that court what happens in the world, what happens in the culture, what happens in politics, what happens in government, it doesn't matter. They have to make the right decision. And this is what I talk about in Christian living constantly and constantly and constantly. When you live according to Christ, it doesn't matter what other people think. It doesn't matter what your family thinks. It doesn't matter what your friend thinks. It doesn't matter what they tell you you should do. If you know what's right, if you follow the Bible, if you listen to God, if you pray to Jesus and you know the right thing, even if no one else sees, You need to do the right thing. This is exactly what he's talking about. You just need to do the right thing. And if you don't do the right thing, then you're swayed by the culture and you're not following after God in that instance. He's saying if we don't do the right thing, then we're not upholding our job to follow the Constitution. Both things are very, very true. And on the other side, this is what's coming at them. If they succumb to the pressure that's coming after them, just because it's pressure, just because the decision is going to upset a bunch of people, then they're not doing their job. They're not doing the right thing because it's the right thing. They're just doing what the culture tells them to do, which is exactly what the culture wants them to do, which is exactly why this leak happened right now, which is exactly why we need to. Pray, pray, pray for them. This is a really important thing, Christian. You need to pray for them. You need to pray that they will have the strength, the fortitude, the courage, the constitution within themselves to really make the right decisions. Pray for the justices. Pray for their families. Pray for the mothers that are considering abortion and ending the life of their baby. Pray for the fathers who have more influence than they know they do. And pray for this nation. Pray for redemption for this land. We need it. We need it so much. The Supreme Court decision would not change the morality of this culture. That's just the truth. I wish it would, but it won't. What this will do is protect lives. It will save lives, countless lives. And that's a good thing and we should pray for that, we should hope for that, we should long for that day when lives will no longer be sacrificed on this altar of self, and I hope that day comes. But for now, we continue to pray. We pray for our leaders, we pray for our justices, and we pray for our land, and we follow after Jesus with our heart and soul and mind and strength. That's all I've got for you today. God bless. Keep the faith. I'm Matt Odegaard for Church Public. See you next time.